When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Hey Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy, on now at APCO. <laughs> The Expertise Panel, brought to you by Dilma. Do try it. 22 minutes past 10 here on SENZ. It is time for the Dilma Expertise Panel. Dilma celebrating 30 years of tea in New Zealand and uh, two hard hitters for your Friday morning. Firstly, it's uh, Ollie Ritchie out of News Hub. Welcome in, Ollie. Good morning. Good to be here. Good stuff. And Hayden O'Neill, a bit of a legend of the airwaves. Hayden, welcome back to, to Sports Radio, mate. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ollie. How are we all? Very well, my friend. How's the dog? Good, mate. Oh, well, you know, he's doing what he does. <laughs> he's lying down on my feet and just waiting for any opportunity to go for a walk or get outside. I was going to say, you know it is? Yeah, I was going to say, you probably should have him tied up for the next 20 minutes, mate, because I don't want him interrupting. Um, let's start with a little bit of uh, Super Rugby, shall we? Um, Ollie, we'll start with you, mate. Um, two, I guess, big derby games this weekend Chiefs Crusaders and uh, Blues Highlanders tomorrow night. Uh, which one are you looking forward to? Well, to be honest, I'm just looking forward to actually being able to watch rugby this weekend full stop if we start there. Um, you know, obviously through no one's fault, there's just been cancellation after cancellation or postponement rather uh, after postponement. And so to actually get some rugby out this weekend is going to be great. Um, I think Chiefs Crusaders is going to be a, a cracker. It's turned into a real grudge match that. Um, and with the Crusaders getting tipped up last time uh, they played in Christchurch, which does not happen very often, um, you can imagine they'll be coming in uh, with a bit of a chip on their shoulder, a bit of a point to prove, um, uh, a fired up Razor Robertson during the week, as I understand it. So I think that's going to be an absolute belter. Haydos, uh, uh, your Chiefs, do you reckon they can uh, do the double over the Crusaders? My Chiefs. My yeah. Chiefs, you mean my Blues. Yeah. Um, my Blues, mate. <laughs> only until they lose. Don't, don't go down that road, please, mate. We're reformed <laughs> Blues fans here. Uh, yeah, like Ollie, mate, I'm really looking I'm looking forward to just getting some sport back on the field anywhere at the moment. You know, we're sort of hanging out for everything. Um, you know, listening, the Blues Highlanders, I, you know, I always like to follow my Blues, and I like watching footy under the, you know, under the roof down there at Foresight Bar, and I just I just need to see some, some real finishing from the Blues. I want them to finish a game off, because mm. I, I think they've, they've got so much... Talent and potential. I know they've got. I know they've got a few players on the bench still, and they've been ravaged with COVID. But I'm really looking forward to seeing them just put a performance on the park where they just blow a team away and they finish a game off properly. You know, and it's that's what I'm, that's what I'm really looking forward to watching well, that game Saturday. Yeah, you know? well, they, like, they haven't really lived up to the hype yet. You know, like they've they've um, they've obviously won a couple of games, but they haven't sort of like you said, blown a team off the park, which is what we've expected. What What's your interest levels like at the moment with Super Rugby Hados? Are you still following it closely, or do you just sort of dip your toes in and out? Where's your interest at? Well, I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend because you know it's we're finally it looks like we've got 
you know almost full squads back, and we've we've been so interrupted. It's been a, it's, I've felt awful for the competition. It's been been a really terrible introduction for Pacifica and for you know for the Drew and likes. It's been really really awkward. So I'm just hoping we get a nice a really good round of footy this weekend and. We just see some just some really good performances, you know. And, I, and God, I hope the Chiefs knock over the Crusaders. It really would. So do I. It hey. really would. So do I. Mate. I don't it's... like the Chiefs, but I don't. I like the Crusaders less. You know? like, I really do. That's. I think it's ninety percent of, of uh, New Zealand, if I'm being totally honest. Um, Ollie, uh, the game that I'm actually interested in across the ditch um, is the Drawer Rebels because all of the bookies have the Rebels as the favourites, and I reckon the Drawer can do it. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I will um, just preface this by saying I'm a uh, born and bred Cantab as well. So oh, um, take him off here, please, Logan. Take, take him off here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you didn't put that in the message, mate, when you told me I was coming on with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I think everyone's got a soft spot for the Crusaders, don't they? Deep, deep down, deep, deep down. Um, anyway, yeah, look, I, I think you're absolutely right. I've been really impressed with the Drewer and what I've seen. Um, we knew they were going to bring that Pacific. Flair. They were going to throw the ball around. They were going to um, they were going to light this competition on fire when they could get it going. And we've actually seen them get it going more often than not. I think a lot of people thought they'd take a bit of time to find their feet in Super Rugby and to, to find that cohesion and that structure. And, and no, they're not the finished product yet. But I think you're absolutely right that they deserve to be favourites over the Rebels. And, you know, if you're a betting man, there's money to be made on the drill this weekend. Um, you know, almost tipping up the Reds. Uh, which is no mean feat, especially over in Aussie. Um, they've been an exciting product, and I think it's exactly what the competitions committee wanted to see from these two new inclusions. Moana Pacifica probably taking a little bit longer to find their feet. Again, no fault of their own. Uh, you know, their games have, well, half of their games have been postponed through COVID, but you're right that the Drua, man, they are exciting to watch. Yeah, they were nearly, like you said, nearly tipping up the Reds, which would have been amazing. That game at uh, 9.45 uh, tonight. Hayden, do we still have you there? Yes. Yeah, oh, sorry, mate. You know, I thought you might have hung up after that, um, after that revelation, <laughs> Riley. Um, cr- cricket, uh, cricket this weekend, boys. Um, the White Ferns playing Pakistan tomorrow, and we had Smithy on uh, to start the show talking about how, you know, the World Cup's done and dusted, essentially, for the White Ferns. I don't think there's any way they'll, they'll make the semi-finals, the, the net run rate calculations. I know you love those sorts of things, Hayden. You've probably got your calculator out, but um, it looks nigh on impossible. How disappointed, uh, we'll start with you, Hayden, how disappointed uh, are you with the White Ferns World Cup campaign? Well, I mean, you know, I can be disappointed. I like they'll be they'll be they'll be bitterly disappointed with how it's played out for them, and it's it's so disappointing given the announcement that we had during the week with the, you know, we're going to get the end of this tournament's going to have crowds, you know, and proper crowds, and for them to dip out on semi-finals with an opportunity like that on in in your home country, um, it just hasn't panned out for them. But I tell you what, the tournament's been fantastic. Mm. Um, the cricket the cricket has been. It's, I mean, I, I probably obviously haven't watched enough because it's been a bit of a revelation. The athleticism and the and just the brilliant cricket that's played. It's it's just so different to just the crash bang and wallop that we see in this sort of T20 dominated men's game now. And I've, I've really really enjoyed the tournament so far, and I'm gutted for the White Ferns. I mean, I know there's a mathematical chance, but we all know that it's it's starting know, to sound like the Warriors. They're, they're just numbers. Well, don't, start off. Don't, don't put them in the same book as that, mate. Don't, let's not get down that road straight away. But, yeah, long story short, I'm really gutted for them because they had, it was such a massive opportunity and it, yeah. was, it would, have been, would have been terrific and it's, it just hasn't panned out and that's just what happens in tournaments, you know? That's, mm. that, it's just... Yeah, so I'm gutted for them. I really am because it would have been, would have been terrific being, playing in the semi-final at home. It would have been a real advantage for them. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, yeah. it is what it is. What about you, Ollie? And, and I know Hayden just mentioned there the tournament sort of format. It seems the White Ferns really do struggle when it comes to, I guess, the crunch matches of, of tournament cricket. Um, how disappointed have you been with, with the campaign? Yeah, very much the same. Bitterly disappointed. Um, again, not not as disappointed as they will be. Um, just so many of those games were, were there for the taking. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, mathematical chance or not, the, the White Ferns do not deserve to mm. be in the semi-finals, and, yeah. and that is just the, the, the blunt matter of fact. They simply haven't played well enough. So, he, you know, even if they are a mathematical chance, they don't deserve to be anywhere near the semi-finals because you take Sophie Devine out of that team, you take Millie Kerr out of that team, and really. Not too many others have stepped up. We've had, you know, the odd innings from Amy Satterthwaite, and I think Frankie Mackay has been a revelation with the ball. Um, but, but really, too many of our big players, our Leah Tahu, who's our, our Susie Bates, just just haven't stepped up. And you know, posting 220 uh, against a team like South Africa is just not good enough. Um, so yes, we've lost some in, in very close circumstances, but you know, we shouldn't have ever got to, to, to that area because you know we should have been better from the outset. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they don't deserve to be in the semi-finals, um, And it's been a bitterly disappointing campaign. Mm. You're bang on there. Um, lads, just hold the line. We've got to get some news away. Hayden, go take the dog out for a, for a quick walk. We'll be back in a couple of minutes here. News is next. The Expertise Panel, brought to you by Dilma. Do try it. Yeah, back with the panel here, 10.32 on ECNZ. Ollie Ritchie from News Hub and Hayden O'Neill, formerly of Radio Sport. Uh, boys, I want to talk uh, Black Caps Netherlands, another cricket fixture happening uh, tonight, 7 o'clock, a one-off T20. Um, Hayden, we'll start with you. Any interest in the Black Caps v Netherlands tour? Yeah, look, I hope I hope they go well. I hope they play, they get what they want about it. But um, if you can flick me the text in the morning about the result on this one, <laughs> I don't think I'll miss too much better, if I'm honest. <laughs> What about yeah, you? Gotta be honest. What about you, Ollie? Any interest in, in uh, Black Caps v Netherlands? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a bit of a disappointing summer, really, re- results-wise and tour-wise for the Black Caps. Um, and again, you know, I, I don't really blame New Zealand cricket for that, given um, the MIQ requirements that prevented teams coming in and stuff like that. Um, but look, I'll, I'll probably watch it. But um, am I that? Um, concerned by the result. I mean, no, because we're going to win it comfortably. Um, yeah, it's just another one of those things like kind of Hayden says that I'm kind of more than happy to just get the text in the morning and, and hear the result, but I'll, I'll probably have it on in the background. Uh, Hayden, I thought you would have had a bit more interest given that uh, you've got an interesting connection with the Netherlands. Can you just tell us about your oh. uncle? <laughs> yeah, so when the Netherlands came out in 88, you know, all that time ago, it was a hell of a long time ago, they played against uh, Taranaki in Pukekura Park, and my uncle was batting, I think he was batting fourth Taranaki then, didn't get many runs, but had a great moustache and had no buttons done on his shirt, um, and the Netherlands just absolutely bottled it, totally bottled it. They were chasing 220, and they conceded a double hat-trick late in the game wow. and lost by eight runs. <laughs> oh, that's a double hat trick. Four wickets and four balls. This was when Taranaki was the powerhouse of New Zealand cricket. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, no, they weren't actually. I just think the Netherlands were fairly average. But they've got a really good team photo there. It's an awesome team photo. But, you know, it was uh, that's, that's the only thing that was I find interesting about this tour. Can't we just go back to having tour, like, really long tours of Bangladesh and Sri Lanka like we used to? Yeah. With, those ones? Yeah. What, with three test series, five ODIs, five T20s, just load up the calendar. Two tests. 
two yeah, of course. 16 ODIs and 43 um, <laughs> T20s. <you said>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, boys, I want to talk to you about um, the Warriors. Now, um, before we just get on to the Tigers game tonight, um, interesting news yesterday. You and Aitken um, asking for an early release from the club. He doesn't want to come back to New Zealand. He wants to stay over in Australia. And I just want to, I just wonder, we'll start with you, Ollie. I just want to, I just wonder if this is going to be a bit of a theme over the next 12 months. Now that the Warriors can come back to New Zealand, they can play at Mount Smart, they're probably going to be back here full-time in 2023. Are we going to see a few of these signings that they've picked up over the last few years sort of, you know, ask for early releases because they don't want to come over here? Well, I hope not, but it it, it could be the reality of the situation facing the Warriors now, right? Like, for for so long, we've hoped and wanted them to come home, um, and now that they are able to, and like you rightfully say, they'll they'll be based back at, at Mount Smart next year, for those Aussies in their in their team, it's, it's almost like, oh, actually, I don't know that I want to move the family back over to New Zealand or over to New Zealand for the first time. I'm I'm pretty comfortable living in Aussie, um, so I would not be surprised if, if you and Aiken isn't the last uh, that we see walk out on the Warriors for, for that very reason. Um, you know, hopefully it's it's not a similar case with with Reece Walsh um, when his contract is up as well because it's, you know his family's in Queensland, so. Um, you know, I certainly hope not, but, it, you know, it is the reality of the situation facing the Warriors is that, that there could be more and more that decide to stay in Aussie. Hey, I haven't talked to you about the Warriors in a while, mate. Where, where, are, you sitting, where are you sitting with them at the moment and in 2022? Two, they're 0 from 2 to start the season coming up against the Wooden, well, the wooden Spoon favourites and the Tigers this, this evening. Well, I mean, they're in a really difficult situation. They've, again, they've got a new house here and again uh, tonight, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yep, so so that's that's not that's not ideal, is it? They've they haven't they've been real struggles with their consistency across the field. I mean, it's zero and two. Yep, that's that's not a great start, but it's not let's not just burn down the burn down the barn just yet. Oh, well, you know how Warriors you know, fans work, Hayden. Yeah, well, if you say something positive about them, then you you know then you're you're just an absolute fanboy. If you say something negative <laughs> about them, you're a hater. There's no middle ground anymore. You know, you're just it's completely polarizing and. Look, you know they've got to. They've really got to win tonight. However, they win. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter if they win two nil, but they've just got to scrape out a win. And they, it's going to be really tough for them again. You know, it really is. Mm. The uh, the homecoming uh, on July three. Um, I've sort of speculated that this might be the biggest game um, since the opening game in 95 at Mount Smart. Um, of course, there was that finals series. I think it was in 08, maybe, where we played that finals game at Mount Smart. But um, I don't know, Hayden, are you going to head along? Are you, are you excited to, to go and watch the Warriors live after two and a half years off? I think that'll be, if they get the marketing right around that and they get the, they get the pricing right, that should be an absolutely massive event. Um, and I feel, you know, it's been terrible two and a half years for the Warriors. And I just want to quickly go back to what you're talking about, you know, players leaving because the club will go back to New Zealand, that's undoubtedly going to happen because mm. they've had all sorts of trouble attracting Australian talent previously anyway. Um, and so them being based in Australia was fantastic. But the timing of yesterday saying at the moment it came out and someone's already wants to leave, I mean, good riddance, man. You know, go and go and pack your bags and bugger off straight away because that's that's really disappointing to happen that, that quickly. And I don't know the family personal, you know, the circumstance or anything like that. There could be... Anything could be happening these days, and they're all got to be kind and nice about things. But that timing was really disappointing for me. Mm. You know, that's 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 something that you got to hold on to for a month alone. Read the room a bit better. That's um, 
I looked at that and went, well, that just feels a bit sulky and a bit spoiled to me. Yeah, and it's inter- um, it's interesting too, the Warriors, I guess, over the last year and a bit with you know Roger being granted the early release, you and Aiken being granted the early release, there is talk that Reese Walsh wants an early release. Like, do the Warriors just need to toughen up a bit and say, no, you've got to stay and play out your contract? Hey, contracts are contracts, right? And if you don't like it, well, then you can, you can sit and wait for the end of your contract. Plenty of people have. Remember Gordon Tellis sat? He sat mm. his contract with St. George because he wanted to go to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. They sat him. You know, I, I've got no problem with that. I know we've got to be a bit more understanding because we've been through this. We're in the middle of this pandemic. We're coming to the end of this pandemic. But I'm sorry, a contract's a contract. Unless there's, it works out well for the club, then absolutely they should be pushing hard on these, on these players. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, we're running out of time here, boys. Ollie, I just, um, just want to finish with Kenny McFadden of the sad news this morning that mm. uh, a basketball legend um, in New Zealand, Kenny McFadden, um, passing away. You and I are probably a bit too young. Hayden was probably right in that, that heyday, but you and I are probably a bit young. But what do you, uh, what do you know and, and remember, I guess, about Kenny McFadden? Yeah, he's an absolute legend. When I was a sport reporter down in Wellington, I used to ring him all the time. Um, sometimes it was just to, to do the chat about the state of the NBA playoffs or, or which team was going to advance or you know, how Steve Adams and KC were looking. Um, so, so generous with his time. Always wanted to talk about basketball. Um, and it didn't, didn't really matter what time of the day it was. Um, he'd always pick up his phone and, and have a chat and, and what he did for the basketball community down there and those young up-and-comers. And I suppose, you know, Stephen Adams is the most well-known, of course, but, you know, there are hundreds of other kids that, that he has influenced and he has helped, um, you know, not all get to the NBA, but, you know, all find this love of basketball, and I think a lot of that is uh, down to Kenny McFadden. So, uh, yeah, a, a giant um, for, for basketball in this country, and he, he will be sorely missed. Uh, Haydos, I know when you were uh, in your twenties back in the eighties, um, you went along. <laughs> you went along to a couple of Saints games, mate. What do you reckon, uh, remember about Kenny McFadden? So let's get it right. I would have been single figures in age. Um, <laughs> I would have been single figures in age. And no, we went to games in the 80s, late eighties. And I, I mean, it was honestly like walking into what I like what you call a rock concert now. Like you walk in, it's like walking into something like the Foo Fighters. It was electric. Um, it was. It was proper showtime entertainment, and he was he was the king, you know. Mm. Like he, he was the absolute king. It was um, it was. Oh, I, I mean, I remember very vividly then having to block my ears because it was so loud inside there. It was um, it was something else, and you know, Ollie's dead right. He was. Uh, I don't think people quite understand what you know how much he really did, mm. um, and how many people he really affected. So yeah, total legend. Yeah, you know, I- a total legend and a massive, massive loss. Yeah, I was saying before that it's one of those. He's one of those guys where the impact you you don't see a lot of it because it's all behind the scenes and it's like you said. It'll be noticed now though. Yeah, it'll it will be noticed be. now. Yeah, it, now he's gone. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, hey, Dos, thanks heaps for coming on, mate, and Ollie, uh, you too. Um, the Dilmar Expertise Panel. Great to have uh, you both on this afternoon. Hayden, go and uh, go and sort the dog. Yeah, go to the Chiefs this weekend, Ollie. Go to the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your chances. <laughs> good stuff. Thanks, thanks. There you go. The uh, the expertise panel there with Ollie Ritchie and Hayden O'Neill. Always good to catch up uh, with them. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.